Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Sorry, yes, sorry, peace, peace. I'm just writing this in real quick before I get started. Um, what city are you in? You said you wanted to get crowned. You know, I just, I wasn't gonna go live tonight, but I just got off a, like a three hour show with Brother Ben. Corona, what, California? Oh yeah, well, how far is that from LA? Ooh, look at brother Ben still up, still working, still pushing. That brother pregnant right there. Y'all wanna know what that really means when we talking about that brother Ben is pregnant? You gotta go look at that show we just did. It was fantastic. I, I had so, uh, I was so energized from the show. Uh, I felt bad for not going live uh, to the audience tonight. And um, when I'm coming to Bahamas, man, send me that ticket and I'm on my way. Um, I feel bad for not going live today. And um, I think we had such a good show. I wanted to sort of sum up some of the things that we talked about. And then I want y'all to go watch the totality of the entire show. Because there were so many powerful life-changing points that I think everyone needs to hear. And um, and the sum total of it, you know, without the details to it. Yeah, come to L.A. next week, man. I got you. Come to L.A. next week. We were talking about procrastination in the black community and we were talking about the depth of ideas and uh, we sort of went in depth about you know a large discussion on why we make excuses you know the pain of procrastination how to birth ideas and bring them into you know reality and you know the equity and the execution and how execution is currency and how 
you know, a lot of the tools that we have today have eliminated our ability to make excuses. You know, I came up with this concept, this key, about <clears throat> you have two versions of yourself at all times in life. You have your procrastinating side, and then you have your executing side. You have your productive side, and then you have your reluctive side. And so, depending upon which one you feed, that one grows. So I think about the idea of this concept of my future self. Because throughout time, you're not the same person. Who you were a few years ago, you're not the same person because you read, you have experiences, your mind creates and makes decisions differently. So I think that there's a version of myself that is richer and has more wealth than I do today. And every time I procrastinate, I actually rob my future self of some of his fortune. I'm taking away some of his money. Every time I don't read something that I should learn, I'm robbing my future self of some of his knowledge. <laughs> you know, every time I'm not eating correctly, I'm robbing my future self of some of his health. And when you start to, this is the concept that I've created that I'm starting to live my life on, is that, you know, I want my future self to be strong as hell. And of course, this future self is just this idea concept of my higher self and my greater version of self that I can live in life. Because I know that we rob ourselves of our potential because we are not nowhere near the greatest versions of what we could be. You know, this idea that we have to be some people that some people can't work, can't be business owners, some people can't be entrepreneurs, some people can't be geniuses. Why, when all people have minds that can be nurtured and the nurturing of that mind will birth that genius and birth that potential into reality. So the some people are the people that we make excuses for that never reach their point of potential and that point of greatness. You know, I love the Cardi B reference because there was just a time a couple years ago she was a stripper and she was a stripper with ideas probably of what she wanted her future to be like. And that wasn't the greatest version of herself. I'm not saying that she's at the greatest version, but she's at another level. She's graduated to a different status into where I'm sure she considers to be a lot more self-respecting than the old degradation of the job that she had to do. And I'm pretty sure there were some people in her life that told her where she at currently was the totality of her potential and the range output of where she will be in life. But, you know, the same way when your mind is pregnant, you know, and you have an idea, you have to go and you have to nurture this idea. And that nurturing of the idea is that nine months that a woman goes through in the womb. And during those nine months, you have seasons that change. And during those seasons, regardless of it's wintertime, whether it's summertime, whether it's spring, you have to consistently still nurture that idea. You have to still take care of it. You know, and during that time when you're pregnant, you have morning sicknesses, you know, you have nausea, you get anxiety, you start to feel a heightened sense of emotions because your mind is pregnant, your, your body is pregnant. And this is the same for your mind when you're a person with an idea, you're a person that's on a journey and you're going through those seasons and you're going through those change. And at the height of birthing your idea into reality is the most painful consequence because that pain lets you know that you're starting to have contractions that what you've nurtured is now ready to be birthed. It's now ready to go from the darkness of your mind and you're now ready to bring this into reality. The problem is not everybody can go through that pain. 
the intensity of that pain allow makes a lot of people draw backwards because when you start to do the birthing and the crowning that's when that baby head starts to come out and that's when the contraction phase of pain starts to come more rapidly instead of over time and it's painful and then a lot of people want to relax instead of go through that pain you know when you get to a little more progress and that baby head trying to pop out and that's the same thing with your ideas and so instead of going through that pain and getting on that other side and birthing something into reality, we draw back from that contraction. We want to have relaxing. <laughs> you know, we want to say, oh, I came this far, that's enough. No. When you nurture something and you get to that point in your journey where you're actually doing well, the most painful part is the change. You know what I mean? That most painful part is that little idea being birthed into reality, but that idea has to squeeze through. And just the same way a person is on a bed, you know, uh, there's a natural birth where some women can stand up during the pain. Even though this process is painful as hell, they stand up because they know that this is the best way to actually go through this pain. And this will allow that baby to actually drop and come into reality much quicker. So while some people want to get epidurals, or some people want to get C-sections and, you know, things of that nature... Some people stand up because they know that their body is naturally attuned to actually produce the idea better when you stand up towards the pain to actually birth into reality. So this is very important because I think about all the people who's getting somewhere on their journey and they're going very far and then the pain comes and then they say, no, I want to escape this pain a little bit. I, I got far. This was good. But let me go do some escapism. Let me go watch some TV. Let me go celebrate. Let me go to the club and say, oh, I came here far, I did good. Instead of saying, I came here far, now I need to go harder. And if I go harder, then I can truly create a whole new version of my reality. And then you really birth something different. And with that birthing phase, that's on the opposite side of that pain. You know what I mean? Through the intensity of your labor. You know what I mean? That's when you become great. Because think about this. Everything in our reality is made of what? Atoms, right? And through the process of atoms, your atom can either become negatively charged or it can become positively charged. We call that an ion, right? So it can go through the phase of adding more protons or adding more electrons. And your life is the same way. So when you go through things, you can become more positive from it or you can become more negatively charged, Right? So a person will go through a painful process and some people become depressed or some people become stronger. It depends on how you go through that difficulty, like my breath said, how you go through that pain and how you charge yourself up through it. Because two people, let's say you got twins that go through the same exact thing in life. Twins, same DNA, same circumstances. And let's say they, they, they going through some of the most... They, they sleeping in cars, you know, they, they stand with family members that's abusive, you know, they, they just going through poverty, they going through the worst things in their reality. But they twins, so they, they have the same ability to deal with these things the same way. But one twin comes out of it stronger, saying, I'm going to take this experience and I'm going to transmute it, and this desire of dissatisfaction will allow me to continuously produce change. But I'm going to stay continuously positive because what happened is his electron count went up. He became more positive become of it because he said, you know what? I went through the entirety of this situation and I'm still alive. 
which means that I have the strength to endure and to go through that process, which means I can probably go through something else more painful and become even stronger. The other twin said, you know what, man? Damn, life always throwing stuff at me, man. It just seemed like things are just too hard. It just seemed like I can't never get nowhere. It just seemed like everything is unfair. It's just continuous oppression. It's just all of these problems that exist in my life. It's like, why why life got to be so hard, man? I'm tired of going through this. It all depends on the outlook. It all depends on how you charge yourself up. Because each twin could have changed their paradigm and become a more positive. But one became negative because of how he perceived the pain. And the other one became positive because how he perceived the pain. See, me... That's why I instruct people to go through pain and with appreciation because it does mean you're about to birth. And then when you get to somewhere that's going to make you comfortable, don't take the comfort route because dissatisfaction brings about change. Satisfaction brings about relaxation. You satisfy, so I don't need to do no more. But if you get to that point in your journey where you put in countless amount of hours you've been working and you feel like you need to celebrate, go to work for more. You see these celebrities and these world leaders and politicians and people that you look up to continuously every day? Don't you think that they could have stopped halfway midpoint on their journey where they put in so much work? They could have stopped and said, based on what I've done, I'm great and I'm good. I can celebrate for the rest of my life. But they said, nah, if I got this far and I put myself through more pain, then I can even become greater and I can become farther and I can see exactly what I can produce throughout life. I want to see the totality of possibility of circumstances if I continuously endure more of this pain. So we celebrate when we should be working. We say, I graduated, so let me go celebrate. I just got a job. Let me go celebrate. Uh, I just bought me a house. Let me go celebrate. Uh, I, just, I just hit this milestone. Let me go celebrate. No, those are the times where you cause to continuously push and you continuously work. Those are the most painful times in life because you went through so much pain and now you should go through more. Go through more because on the opposite side through that darkness is that light and everything starts in the mind. But what happens is through procrastination, the science of procrastination is that anytime we don't want to do something, the systems of pain start to light up in our mind. And instead of us going through that work of what we need to do, because we know that if we do this work, our future selves will benefit from it. We said, no, nah, I don't want to face that pain right now. I'll do it tomorrow. And each time you do that, you're robbing your future self of a higher version of reality that it can exist in. So now when you get to next year, this time, your future self is either going to be rich, going to be happy, you know what I mean, going to be wise, going to feel complete, going to be birthed into a new existence. Or everything you do right now is going to rob that person of his higher self, his higher versus his higher consciousness, his higher reality. So every dollar you spend today robs your future self. Every dollar you don't make robs your future self. Every time you procrastinate, it's robbing your future self. So the same way you robbed yourself of all the opportunities and all the limitlessness that got you to this moment of life from everything you don't have is because your past self robbed your current self. Think about that. Every time you didn't take an opportunity, you're robbing yourself. So when you get to that point in time tomorrow, you ask yourself, what did I do yesterday to invest in today? Or what am I doing today to invest in tomorrow? Or what am I, how am I stealing from myself? Damn, next year I want to be as twice as smart as I am today. 
So if I read, if I study, if I go through experiences and deep reflection, understanding and wisdom to provide myself a better comprehensive understanding of reality so I can add to my decision-making brain, then I will become a version of myself that I appreciate. But if I don't read, study, and I go party, kick it, drink liquor, hang out with friends that just liabilities to my lifestyle when i get to next year and this sun goes around the earth in totality then i would have robbed myself or i have benefited to myself because if i read and i do all those things then when i get there i can appreciate the fortune of my circumstances now <laughs> now i can say damn future self you popping you know what i'm saying but your future self is always your current reality but what you do is always building you continuously. Time is one of those things that's elusive because we make it to points in time and then we grade ourselves by the memory and the conditions of how we treated ourselves at other or earlier points in time. But we are always the one that robs us. There's nobody that robs us but ourselves. And we are the greatest people that steal from ourselves. Whatever you don't know today is because you stole it from yourself yesterday. A paradigm is your program of thinking. It's your habits that you have continuously every day. So if you're a procrastinator and you have lazy habits, right? And every day you're being lazy. It's, it's, it's the frequency that you live your life on. It's the lens that you view the world from. It's the totality of your habits. So if you look at the amount of habits that you have in everything that you do, and you say, you know what? Um, I don't have that much money. I'm in a... I'm in a you make a thirty thousand dollars a year. I'm in a thirty thousand dollar, you know, uh, paradigm because everything that you do, that's your habit, is going to cause you to make thirty thousand dollars at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? And so, if that's your paradigm, then you say, how do I shift my paradigm? Well, I got to think differently and I got to move differently. How do I move differently? How do I think differently? Those are the things you learn. Those are the behaviors that you change. And so now it's like, okay, now I'm starting to make more money because I changed my habits when it comes to making money. And a lot of times it looks like stop spending so much money, start saving and adding on to what you have. So a lot of people will say they cheap instead of they wealthy. But I continue, I contend people to change the word cheat with wealthy and watch how your mind changes. So when you don't spend something or you spend less on something, you say, oh, I'm being wealthy. Because what we say, Bill Gates and all those other people, we consider them to be wealthy when we see them stop spending money on brand names. We say, damn, man, he buying shoes that ain't got no name on it. That must be wealth. So when you're not spending your money, you're being wealthy. Because you're not spending it, but you're adding on to what you have. So when you get to a later point in time, you can now afford more. Assets versus liabilities. But your paradigm is the program of thinking. Oftentimes, we, I speak English because I grew up in a paradigm where everybody in my household spoke English. But if I grew up in a paradigm where they spoke Spanish, French, Arabic, Portuguese, you know, Mandarin, then my paradigm would have that bi trilingual of language. And it will actually change the rhythm of how my mind thinks in reality and things of that nature. And it will actually provide a way for me to have more opportunities. I can fly to China and become, you know, a, um, a, a Mandarin teacher. I mean, I can go to, you know, a Spanish speaking country and become and have opportunities out there and do business with people out there. It expands your reach of activity and things that you can do. But your paradigm is your program of habits that you have, you know, you know, and so. 
once you change your paradigm and you change the repetition of habits, you change your frequency because your frequency is what you do frequently every day. So if a person has someone follow them around and you had a normal day and a camera followed you around and they watched everything you do for a week, right? And they took it all down and they wrote it all down and they wrote every habit that you had and they gave you a list of all your habits and they say, okay, these are habits that's making you fail and these are the habits that allow you some success. Then you will have the ability to become aware of all your habits and you can say, okay, let me work on these failures things. Let me, let me start to scratch all of these off the list. Okay, now let me look at the ones that's making me succeed. Let me add some things to this list. Now you're changing your paradigm. You're changing your habits because you're changing the way you think, which changes the way you behave, which changes the outcome of your life. So this is what we have to continuously do. We have to continuously sharpen ourselves and we have to continuously feed our future versions of ourselves, which is our, per our current versions. Because oftentimes people separate the present and the future and they say, oh, you know, uh, if I do this, uh, uh, if, if I start eating better, you know what I'm saying, then, you know, in the future, I'm going to get that reward, you know, and I'm going to start feeling better. No, you start eating better right now, you get the reward. You know, right now, you start feeling better. Right now, your life changes. But we change, and we say, no, our life is separated from now and later. But like I say, and I want to keep this at the forefront, is that language is everything because language is how we express our thoughts. If we don't have a language for it, then we have the inability to express certain thoughts. So like I say, in Chinese, there are present tense language. You know, and ours is future tense language or future tense reward. Meaning that in Chinese, they say, they don't say, I will go do something. They say, I do something. In English, we say, I will go do something, which means that you, when you look at the, the structure of that sentence, you're saying, I will go do something. Look how far I and the thing that you're going to do is separated. But when you combine that language, you say, I do something. Now, the separation of language and the expression of your behavior changes from future tense to present tense. And what, you know, Robert Chen study he was an economist that studied economic paradigms to try to figure out how if it actually has an effect on whether people save money or not and he studied internationally languages and what he found out was present tense language people actually save more money and they actually smoke less and the reason that these things happen is because they realize that their future is in the present uh and their reward is in the present so if i stop doing it now then I start becoming rewarded right now. And if I start doing it now, then I get rewarded right now. But of course, we, we have the programming and the paradigm of our English language, which doesn't really allow our consciousness to stream because our English language doesn't even have certain tones that vibrate our minds. You know what I mean? And vibrate the rhythm of our thoughts to think at higher frequencies. So we think just because our parents taught us away, our teachers taught us away, or we speak a certain way, that this is the best paradigm that we should live in. Not knowing that if I was actually born in China, if I was born in Russia, if I was born in some other country, or if I was born on another planet, you know what I'm saying, with a different set of parents, then how would I think? Hmm. So I would have the same body, the same brain, things of that nature. But my programming would be different. So your programming creates your limitations. You know what I'm saying? Or they create your limitless. So this is the importance that we must have when it comes to thinking about the frequency of our programming and always questioning it. 
and questioning it to a sense to where if it doesn't make mathematical, rational, logical sense. And see, not the reason I'm not a lot of people are mathematical thinkers because a lot of mathematical thinking requires introverted thought processes. And to be an introvert, you have to spend time alone a lot of times. Because that time alone, you don't have influences from everybody else's paradigm of thinking. It allows you to have a deeper analysis of thought. You can go much deeper in your thought process. And then those deep thoughts will carry you to wisdom and reflection. And then when you have those deeper thoughts, you stop looking at the shallow surface paradigm of thinking. And then you start to say, wait a minute. I was taught this, but it's not exactly right. Then you start learning about certain nuances and language that we have. Why do we say, how you doing? What do you mean, how am I doing? How am I doing what? Then you start to say, wait a minute, that operation of thought doesn't make sense. Because how I feel is my frequency. So if I start asking people what you feeling, then I start asking them what frequency are they living on? How are they vibrating? And then if people can answer that question more in tune, then they can control the frequency that they live on. They start to control their habits and the thing and the root that gives them that feeling. But our language is not built to communicate the expression of our willpower. And so we were born in paradigms and one kid can go to a school to where he get a million dollar education and another one can go to a school where he gets a poor education. And we think because we've been educated, not knowing that those are different levels of education that each one of us receive. <laughs> you understand this? So when I talk to children at schools that I know have an education system that's not going to give them everything. So even if they graduate from here, they still won't have the tools necessary to build themselves to their higher versions. So the education will be robbing their future selves. So I know that they're not going to have those tools. So I'm going to give them tools that I know that they're not going to get in their life unless they have a key in their life, unless they have someone that unlocks that for them. So my goal is what? What's your goal, kids? It's create keys to reproduce self. That's the goal of any human being. That's the goal of life is reproduction. So we're in a continuous state of reproduction as individuals and continuous state of legacy building because something that outlives you is that energy that you put in that can reproduce itself. Whether it's in the womb of the mind or whether it's in the womb of a body or whether you, know, you mate with a woman and she has a baby and you know that we have millions of cells. And they tried to quantify to figure out how many cells we have, and some got scientists got a number of trillions, some got a million, a billions, but it was hard. And cells reproduce themselves over a period of time, so we literally become new version of ourselves, you know, over time. So, but one cell has all of in it written the DNA and the information of you, and you can be produced by one cell in your body. So it's very important when you think about reproducing self. You know what I mean? And constantly being in that reproduction of self because every part of yourself has the information needed for, to, for reproduction and for change. So if my thoughts that I impregnate into another person continues to live throughout the future, then I have a legacy. A legacy, how I define it because I like to define worse because language was created by another man or woman. And if I control my expression and my definition of language, then I control the expression and definition of my thoughts from a subconscious paradigm shift. So language is very important and legacy in my definition is an energy that never dies. So how we write our script in life and how we sign our energy signature throughout life 
should be constantly throwing seeds and constantly becoming keys. And those keys should be reproduced throughout time, which key is an energy, key is chi, chi is knowledge. So let's say if this is the last live that you ever watched of keys, and I told y'all, look, I'm about to go live on an island somewhere. And, um, you know, y'all might not ever see me again. In your mind, you're going to be thinking I'm on that island because you have no other information. But let's say right after this live, I disappear and I die. But in your mind, I'm still alive. I'm still vibrating. I'm still a thought that you're observing as an energy that exists. The only way you would know that my physical body is not here is if you got information and you got knowledge that tells you that. But as long as you're observing my energy, you're observing, you vibrating me, and you have consciousness to my life, then I'm alive. You understand? As long as you never forget me, I'm alive. And so as long as my energy outlives my current body, you understand? I'm alive. Because when you think about your life, you start off as, you, you, you come out as a small little sperm. You, you spike up as a human being with all of this energy. And then that energy falls down. And you slowly stop moving. And then your body gives out. Then boom. That energy flows outward. And it goes somewhere else. And scientists just, just was able to um, quantify on a quantum level that our energy still moves after our body is gone. Think about this. And so we are energies that continuously exist. And I believe that, the, that death is just the future because people always ask you what is after life. Well, a dead person can't tell you, but a person alive can tell you what happens after they're gone, after death. And we are in a constant state of reproducing ourselves. We are in a constant state of the future. We are in a constant state of afterlife because people are dying every single day, but we are continuing life after them. And so for me, the future or death is just the future. Because that's where energy continues to transmute And that's where energy continues to exist In different points of time So when I think about You know, my death is just the future It's just where my energy is going to exist After my body is gone And we are the future of our ancestors We are the descendants You know, imagine a, a, a hundred years ago And people asking the question What is the afterlife? Well, are you asking what happens when your body is gone? Well, I can tell you what happens in this third dimension. I can tell you what happened. This is the future now that people hundreds of years, 200 years ago were wondering about. So what happens after death? You want to know what happens anywhere else but this plane that we live on? This is what's happening after death. This is what's happening. We alive. We still having conversations. We still existing. We still solving problems. We still building. We still creating technology. You know, life continues to flow after you're gone. But we subsetted our individual archetype and importance to say that life no longer continues to exist when I'm gone. Because it's a selfish question is what happens after death. We're thinking about our own experience. We're not thinking about the organism of experience. Well, life continues to, to flow. You, your body is just gone. That's the only difference. But the energy still flows. So... When I think about my, my future self, let's bring it back down to procrastination, man, is that you rob your future self when you procrastinate today. You know, your future self can be very rich if only you invest in yourself today. Your future self can be very smart if only you read and you reflect today. You know what I mean? You can have everything you want if you just do what you need to do today. You stop procrastinating and you win. You want that person, you know, you, you invest in the right people, you mature yourself, you go through that pain, and you just continuously birth yourself just all the damn time. Last year, I couldn't tell you where I was at, where I want to be today. 
but I had in my mind an idea and I said, I love the journey. And I said, if I go on this journey, you know, I think I can produce a new self. And I'm not who I was a year ago. I'm definitely not, I'm a whole different person. And I'm enjoying some of the investments that I made a year ago because I was reading things, I was learning things, I was moving in a way to where I invested in who I am consistent. Right now, today, I invested in this person to become that person. Any money that I have today is because uh, last year around this time, I put that money in my pocket. You understand? So invest in yourself and be that person. And um, I'm glad I went live, you know, because we had a great conversation with Ben X. And, um, you know, his show was a few hours long, and it was great. You know, uh, I appreciate everybody that joined the live today. You know, um, it's my thoughts that you gained something from it, that hopefully it changed your pattern of thinking. If you're in Atlanta, connect with me. I will be in L.A. next week. Connect with me. And um, stay tuned for future dates that we're going to be dropping this paradigm shifting tour. You know, support the shifters. Support the Black Dollar uh, 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 Challenge. Support everybody that you appreciate. You know, um, just support everybody you appreciate. That's that's that, and especially support yourself before you support anybody else. Before you support me, before you support anybody, support yourself. And I just want you to continue to invest in yourself so your future self continues to win, and we stop fucking procrastinating because we got enough knowledge. It's time to start using it. And at one point where you stop filling yourself up. And you start using what you have filled within self to fulfill your purpose. Yo, make sure you become a key. Unlock someone else so that they can become a key. And we create a world of keys. We tapped in. And also watch that rolling out um, interview that I'm going to be doing Tuesday. That's major for the culture, man. I appreciate uh, DJ Waffles for putting me on, man. It's, it's nothing but love, man. Tap in. Link in the bio. Consultations. Uh, clothing. Uh... Our last paradigm shift the DVD, uh, streaming services, all of everything that we working on, content, whatever it is, man. Y'all know what it is, man. I love y'all. I appreciate your observation. Thank you. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.